0: You're listening to the Live Pacific Northwest podcast. I'm the real Matt Brown, and this episode is about the ridiculousness of starting a business from scratch. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me again for another episode of all the crazy stuff that I'm involved in and that I'm passionate about. Um, you know, we've we've covered my favorite drink recipe. We've covered my passion for learning. And this week, we're going to talk about um, the just inane um, sense that so many people feel like when they're starting a business, they got to do it from scratch and invent something that has never been done before and do it all on their own. Well, uh, as you're going to hear, we're going to talk about um, three things that it's Lonely enough doing it without isolating yourself, and it's tough enough without self-imposed trials, and most importantly, it's rewarding enough that you can delight in it. Um, starting a business should be all of those things for better or worse and not to be done alone. Before we dive in too much to this week's topic, I want to uh, clean house, as Sam Harris would say, um, and just share about some things that are happening this weekend and then next week that you guys could come out to and, and really enjoy. Portland is always um, busy, and as spring kicks in, there's so many activities and things that are happening. But one of the best ones is the St. John's Bazaar, not Bazaar, but Bizarre, because it's totally crazy. But this weekend on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. is the 12th annual Bazaar. Um, Why do I share this with you? Well, number one, I'm going to be there. Um, I'm going to be helping out at the Great North, uh, making coffee, but I'm also going to be walking around. I also am going to be taking my buddy the lockbox that I'm still trying to get placed on a house um, around and just taking photos with people and being ridiculous in general. Last but not least is the first ever business and brews gathering. It's happening on Tuesday, May 15th, and uh, it's sponsored by myself and my consulting business, Upswing Business. It's uh, a part of the Great North, our coffee shop, but also uh, Stiegel, the famous Radler company from Austria, is sponsoring it, and we're going to have brews from them, thanks to my buddy Dan, who is a killer dude if you haven't met him. And We're going to be talking about just ways that we can build our business that don't cost us a lot of money, and it's going to apply to everybody who has had a business for 10 years and has a retail front or maybe they have a plumbing business, Um, they're a contractor, and they've been underway, all the way to the person who's graphic design, marketing, um, I don't know, photography. And it's going to show how all of us can share and gain insights from one another and do some things that are free um, to create brand awareness as well as just find more folks um, to use our services. You can check out more details about the Business and Brews meeting on our Facebook page, uh, the Great North Facebook page or the Upswing Business Facebook page. Um, You can also get um, free tickets at Eventbrite and just let us know that you're coming. So that we make sure that we don't run out of beer. All right, we made it through all of that. Now to bring on my first ever guest, my beautiful wife. Now that I've poured you a drink, why don't you say hi?
1: Hi.
0: What are we drinking?
1: Elijah Craig.
0: And what did we have for dinner? Sushi. So I've earned the right to have you on the podcast, right? Maybe. 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 Well, um, I thought that it was super important um, for not just becoming for me because you and I are actually going through something um, similar to the topic of not starting a business from scratch with you, which is you have fallen in love with a hobby and are thinking about starting a business. Tell us about it.
1: Well, I've fallen in love with quilting. I thoroughly enjoy it, and I would love... To make people rad things for their home and make some money from it.
0: And uh, in that pursuit this morning, you sent me a quote from somebody else that reads, The things that excite you are not random. They are connected to your purpose. Follow them. Yep. What does that mean to you?
1: Well, I very seldom run into things besides my family, my children, and this guy right here that excite me and make me want to do it more and and just make me happy and quilting has done that for me and I feel like it's very much connected to my purpose and that I should follow it
0: in your mind like right now like what does follow it mean
1: means that I need to pursue it learn more learn everything I can do it as much as I possibly can and then look for it look for a way to you know
0: make a living from it well the good news is is that i've kind of made my career out of helping other people build their businesses
1: that's true
0: which has probably been a little bit of nerve-wracking and uh exciting at times but um we've been together 17 years we're coming up on our 16th wedding anniversary in august yep um you've seen me switch jobs and switch businesses and build things over and over and over again as well as open multiple businesses. For you, what has that experience been like? And and what have you seen that was exciting for me and scary for me as well as what was it like for you? Was it scary or exciting?
1: I don't know that I've seen you be scared. I think that you take everything on with a kind of bravery that most people don't have. So I don't know that I've seen you scared. Um, For me, I've been scared plenty. And I think that when we uh, bought the Great North, there was money at stake. And there was a time where, you know, it could have made it or not made it, and we weren't sure which one it was going to do, and and that was scary, because it was our money that was at stake. Um, but then it did, so it was kind of exhilarating, because there was this sense of ownership, because we own it. Um, but also just in the, that it went from what it was to what it is, and it grew, and it's continuing to grow, and I think that that's, you know, pride, because... You played such a significant role in that, and I got to witness it.
0: Does any of this play into what you're feeling right now on the eve of maybe starting your own business?
1: Well, I feel like you're much more competent in um, starting a business than I am, and I greatly dislike being the center of attention, even though you got me on this thing. And... um. And it scares me to put myself out there, even though it's something that I thoroughly enjoy doing. And I think that I have uh, what it takes to be successful in it.
0: Now, this kind of plays into the first point that I want to say about starting a business. When it comes to starting a business, I'm watching people left and right. There's some folks that, that... Um, Are in my life right now Who feel like they have to start everything from scratch And if I hear that one more time I think I'm going to freak out Or maybe I'm going to have a podcast And then uh, something like Business and Brews on Tuesday So that folks realize that they don't have to do it alone
1: Yep
0: As you're getting going My first point is that it's lonely enough Starting a business without isolating yourself And you're not going to have to do it alone Right Which is one of those things that I think most people forget and they shut down and they don't talk about their business and they don't share um, their fears and they don't share the things that are exciting and wins. All they're thinking about is the next step and they get caught up in it and that slows them down um, from being able to move forward in a healthy way. This week, I found myself in a situation um, at Taqueria Santa Cruz, about to get tacos and some friends. And we were talking about how it is to um, people, people come up to you and they say, oh, how's business? How are things going? And they're so excited. And there's a, a split in myself in responding to them that is somewhere between being super self-critical and just being honest with the facts and my natural tendency is that I set my bar so high that no matter how good business is going, I I just don't think it's, it's okay. And, and so somebody will say, how's it going? And in my heart, I always want to be like, Oh, not that good. Even if we're slaying it, I have that reaction. And what I really need to be doing is giving a more honest response, which is, You know, honestly, in all the businesses that I've had, it's gone better than I thought, just not the bar that I threw out there. And so to be able to tell somebody, you know, hey, it's beating the averages, it's beating what we expected. That's a great place to be, but I can't find myself um, the courage sometimes. And within that whole prospect of holding back, I isolate myself. I hold those f- the fears in. I hold the, the um, the over the top self criticism in. Whereas if I just share it, maybe somebody could slap some sense into me. I think that for you, there's some of that too.
1: Totally, I feel like I have an overwhelming fear of failure, and anxiety sets in. And whereas you're always competing with yourself, I don't compete with myself I just look at other people and think that they're better and so it stops me from trying my own thing because I feel like somebody else could do it better whereas I think with you you know you can do it better than everyone and so that keeps you going it's isolating in a whole different way but I think for me it's it's being where I'm at right now and saying that I can't let that fear and that anxiety stop me from doing something great anymore because the more I let it stop me, the more it actually does stop me and I miss out on everything.
0: Which is kind of, um, the second point, which is that isolation actually leads into this, um, truth that it's tough enough without self-imposed trials. And by isolating ourselves and having this inner dialogue, we're actually putting hurdles in our way mm-hmm. that that don't need to be there. This, if you're opening a retail store, for example, the city's gonna be in your way, your landlord might be in your way, um, neighbors might be in your way, quite literally, dump trucks might be in your way on the day you're supposed to load stuff in, uh, contractors are gonna be in your way. I have so many friends who have been down this road, not just me, Where we can't predict how many natural things are going to pop up and stop us. Why is it that we create things that are hurdles? So, for example, with your quilting business and um, what you want to do and what you want to create, one of the big things that we got stuck on is the name. Yeah. Yeah. How many days have we been trying to come up with a name?
1: I feel like it's been over a month.
0: It's been over a month? Yeah. Um, what are some of the, the tricks and tactics that we've been using trying to come up with a name?
1: Gosh, we've looked at everything. I feel like we go on the path. I mean, we've already ruled out anything to do with fabric as being something that's in the name. Um, but we've looked at all sorts of things and tried to come up with different ideas and... Usually we come up with something good and then realize it's already taken. That's been the, the recent uh, battle.
0: And yet, with the name being there, like, the thing we don't have,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we know what the product is that, that you want to create. Yeah. We know ways to make it better and upsell it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's not just uh, a quilt and somebody has to go figure it out it could be a lot of things including a a sound dampener for a room but we figured out other ways to make it more profitable than just the sole core product yeah Um, we figured out where um, we need to to share it and what we need to do to build that business and who we want to market it to and who we want
1: to market it to Mm
0: -hmm. and we're stuck on the name Yeah. So we put our own hurdle in front of us when we could start building all of these things.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then when the name comes, launch. You're right. Because your name, Joy Brown, is a wonderful, beautiful name. (laughs) And you can be sharing it Mm -hmm. on Facebook or on Instagram where people know you. It can tie to a store and we can change the name later. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it is. It's hard to put in that. Then it is my name. And it's really hard for me to put my product out there as me and not put it with a different name. So it's not me. Like, that's a hurdle.
0: So tell me this. Yeah. If you do it, Mm -hmm. like tonight, you might post your first uh, quilt picture. And yeah. And you, you've been freaking out about it.
1: Yeah, because I'm, I'm making quilts for two years. I have plenty of made quilts that I've never posted. Mm-hmm.
0: You don't share them. I mean, yeah. you give them away as gifts, but you, do. you don't show them on social.
1: Nope.
0: Um, if you just go for it, Yeah. what's the worst that can happen?
1: Nobody likes my picture, man.
0: You don't think you have friends that even if it was awful would still like it?
1: Well, they probably would, but then I would wonder to myself, do they really like it, or do they just like me?
0: Would it be weird if um, the first four likes were all from your husband and his businesses?
1: No, because I know you love me.
0: Oh, okay. Um, So, uh, there's a potential nobody would like the post.
1: Right, or that they would tell me, gosh, Joy, that is ugly shit.
0: Do you know anybody in your life... That it is as bold as I am to say that to you.
1: No, but this would bring them, right?
0: So is that a self imposed hurdle?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Do I think it's uh, realistic? Else, no. What else bad could happen if uh, you decided to go for this?
1: Um, well, there's a million other people that are potentially better than me, right? And selling their stuff. A million? Well, maybe... You think
0: you're a million and one?
1: Well, I think that there's a lot of people. Maybe not a million. As, maybe a thousand.
0: As you've been getting into this, I've been um cyber-stalking people and mm-hmm. looking up different companies. And I'm going to tell you flat out... Um You can kick the crap out of almost all of them.
1: But aren't you a little bit biased? I mean, you love me more than, well, everyone else.
0: I do, but I also love you because I know that you can beat most everyone else and most things. So, with that said, Mm -hmm. what other bad things could happen?
1: Well, nothing.
0: Nothing. At all. What good things could happen?
1: People could
0: love it. They could love it and they could that would lead it. to they could buy it. And then we
1: would make some money,
0: baby. We make some money. And you could do what now? You could quit your
1: My job. Your
0: day job. And those people that you love there, you could add to their life. You could still volunteer at the school. Yep.
1: But, but you I could, could make stuff with all of my time while the kids are in
0: school. Right. Something yeah. that you love to do. Uh-huh. You could even donate quilts. To the fundraiser, like we went to uh, Derby Day Mayo this last Saturday. Yep. And you could donate something that people would bid on. Yep. And you could add to that community in a completely different way. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, oh, yeah. You could spend your days doing something you're stoked and excited to get up doing.
1: And I love doing. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Which leads me to point number three, which is it's rewarding enough... That you can delight in it.
1: Yep, and I delight in it without making any money. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: It's already there. It's already in you.
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, we don't need to to um, create something from, from scratch that has never been done. Just do the thing that's already in us. Yep. And it becomes worth it. And it becomes that thing that pulls us out of the self-isolating hole Um, or can pull us out of that and can defeat the hurdles that are in front of us. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I just think that so many of us get scared and caught up in the, the rush of, um, uh, man, I gotta get this thing out there, but it's not perfect. Uh, And then we talk ourselves out of it. And I want, I want that to go away. The whole reason I'm doing this podcast isn't because I'm good at it or I have this, like, burning passion to hear my my voice. <laughs> um, I'm doing it because somebody challenged me to do it. Because some of my friends are doing it, and I love hearing them. I love hearing Alex on H&H um, uh, Outfitters podcast. I, I love yeah. hearing what's happening with the Commonplace and their podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I love hearing my buddy Brock did this. Um, Of course, um, to be fair... He actually has one of the best radio podcasts slash anything voices I've ever heard,
1: singing as well, and
0: singing. I would and to that. he's one of the best bass players I've ever seen. But um, talented dude, talented dude, and I, I love seeing that and and being a part of that and being challenged to catch up, and so that's why I'm doing it. It's not because it's easy. It's not because I even like think that uh, I can be remotely. Uh, phenomenal at it with the the pace that I'm keeping with all the business but I do think that I have something I can share to help build people up and this is the first step which is we're not alone
1: we are not alone
0: we can do it and we can pursue things that we love and
1: we're a good team you and me well we
0: are a good team so um, I think that I just want to tie back to one of the things that, that you said which is um, that you haven't seen me afraid.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm afraid all the time. Okay, well,
1: I haven't seen you act afraid.
0: Yeah, well, I kind of bulldoze into things. Um, But there's two things that I want to end this podcast with. Um, The first one uh, is is this quote from Churchill. um, Again, not to get super lofty on everybody, But he said, success is not final, and failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Failure is not fatal.
0: Failure is not fatal.
1: That's
0: good. So I had a business. um, Took me four years to get it open.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I poured my lifeblood into it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. We spent many hours. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Many, many hours. Many, many hours. I worked so hard that my my physical health started to fail. Mm -hmm. Um, Four years trying to get it open. We got it open. It was successful. People loved it. And on our one-year anniversary, somebody... um, Set fire to it. Set fire to it. Yep. And we didn't die.
1: Nope. Didn't kill us.
0: So five years of my life and your life, our kids' lives... And it wasn't fatal. Nope.
1: We made
0: it through. We made it through. And then I started another business.
1: Yep. And <laughs> the, with, with the potential of other businesses, right? Right. Like, always continuing.
0: So, um... This, uh, this week's uh, song of the week that I'm going to share with you guys is, uh... This song by The Wonder Years off their newest album, Sister Cities. And, um... There's a line in it, and he says, Yeah, I'm afraid, but I'll follow you anyways. And uh, you know what? I don't know where quilting will take us. Um, I don't know where the coffee shop or real estate or my consulting or anything else that I start will take us. And sometimes, yeah, I'm afraid. But I know, Mrs. Brown, I'll follow you anyways.
1: Yep. Ditto. Ditto.
0: So here's that jam from the one years. Thanks, everybody.